But yeah. like everyone is so easily accessible now that you yeah. feel like if you're not texting, then something's yeah. wrong or like yeah. they're mad at you or something's off mm-hmm. or like they're going to break up with you the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm the secure one. And I'm Emily. I'm the blatantly needy one. Welcome Welcome to our podcast. podcast. We are back at it again, back together again, like some white vans on Daniel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That feels like years ago. I know. That's so funny. We are also in a new home studio because guess who got a new home? This girl. Yes. Yeah. Look at you. Look at you with your new adult life and your new crib. What's up? Being an adult is uh not quite that fun, you know? <laughs> you know? I'm out here buying toasters and mm. washing machines. Ooh, sexy. Vacuums. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> is it is this place decorated? Absolutely not. No. I mean, does it look like a college boy's apartment, like a freshman year dorm? A little bit, but it's fine. You know, I don't expect miracles. Yes. See, we got to work with what we have. We got a lot of free things. We got to work on a target. Yeah, we're going to work on a Target IKEA budget. Yes, we are. After I get a washing machine and a dryer. So, Mm -hmm. yes. Yes, yes. But we're recording here. It's fun. So far, everyone around us has been quiet, minus the dog upstairs. It's fine. It's Um, fine. How is it living with a boy? A boy. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Definitely different, but so far pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. haven't been here very long. Because so. you lived with women, you've lived alone, and you've lived with men mm-hmm. now. Um, yes. And I feel like the man one's probably at the bottom of the, the totem pole. I don't know. The women can get a little catty. Fair, fair, and they, they want to bitch about the dishes. <laughs> when I wake up, the at dishes are done, the trash is out. And at so. least you don't leave passive aggressive post it notes everywhere. No, I just straight up say it to his face. <laughs> Hey, you forgot to do X, Y, and Z. (laughs) Can you please do it? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. But like I came home and the dishwasher was empty. The trash can was empty. Oh, wow. Wow. The bed was made. Attempted. Oh, my God. Attempted. Wow. To be made. Broad strokes. I know. I know. We're we're batting. Yeah. Whatever the saying is. I don't know. Don't know sports references. I don't know why we continue to try to make them on this podcast when neither one of us watch sports at all. (laughs) Anyways, my film... I know. We wrapped. We she wrapped. came over here, what, like two nights ago? And Wednesday night. We're we ate, Friday. We ate pizza and she showed me. All the coverage. All the coverage. It was. I'm so excited, y'all. Oh my God. That was the best three days of my entire life. I have never felt more aligned with my sense of purpose in life and just felt like I was... I just, everybody could tell I was in my element. My producer said that I was in my element. I tried to post as much as I could for you guys on um, on Instagram stories, but like it was to the point where I was just, I didn't want to like get out of focus and like get distracted that I literally just gave Epiphany, my producer, I just gave her my phone, my wallet and my keys. I was like, just take my whole life. Um, I will say the favorite part about being the director was I could just say I wanted an iced chai latte and it magically would appear. <laughs> This is the kind of world I want to live in. I'm going to be like, it. Starbucks now? I would thank yawn. You. I would yawn and someone's like, get this girl caffeine. I was like, thank you. Wow. It's um, like they could read your mind. Yeah. But like, I will say like, yeah, like the non-glamorous side about doing film is that you are doing 12 hour shoots like that. Like we would do 10 to 10 or one to one. Um, and it is very stressful because you are the boss. Everyone's looking to you for the next move and everything and you can't break. 
Um, but it also, I love, I like working on a team, but I also just thrive in a leadership role. Um, I thrive being the one in charge. So that was very nice. And everyone said that I was a great director, um, which meant a lot to me. And like I, on the last night uh, of shooting, when we were all at the bar filming, I like went around to every single crew member, every single cast member and personally, uh, thanked each and every one of them individually. Um, cause I wanted each one of them to feel appreciated and like they were valued and that they, they matter. They were, it wasn't just like a team. Thank you. It was like, no, like, let me pull you aside. Let me tell you each one, like X, Y, and Z of why I'm so happy that you were a part of this and everything. And then, um, I cried a little bit with some of them. Um, <laughs> she means bald. Uh, I just like completely sobbed. <laughs> um, the ones I knew I'd be emotional with, I saved them for like last mm-hmm. until we were at the end. Oh, so it's like an ending of like something you've been like planning for a really yeah. long time. And it's, I, I mean, post-production depression. Well, I, I say so ending, real. but yeah. yeah. <laughs> post-production depression is like so real, like to kind of wrapped and it's just like you were waiting months and months to this point and now it's wrapped. I just, it's like how I felt after like our theater performances, like yeah. Beauty and the Beast. And, and I didn't, I didn't get to have yeah. a rap. I don't get to have a rap party because of fucking COVID. I know. So that sucks. But I mean, I love being on set. It's my favorite feeling in the entire world. I love writing. Do not get me wrong, but being on set is just one of my favorite experiences in life. And it's where I feel like I belong. And so while I loved acting in this film so much, I mean, I loved it. Do not get me wrong. I loved acting in it. Um, this is the kind of role I've always wanted to play. But directing, um, it was it's so weird. I hated directing theater. I didn't get as much enjoyment out of it. Directing film, though, it's just so much more intense and just so much more like there's just so much more you have to do. Um, and I just feel like it matters a little bit more when you're a writer director. Yeah. I do see why a lot of writers and our directors or vice versa. Um, and so I've realized that that's really what I, I want to keep acting. Do not get me wrong, but I've realized that directing and writing is really where I want to put all of my energy at. Um, and I want to be the second woman to get that fucking best director Oscar. Watch it. We'll get it. I'll be the eighth woman direct, uh, eighth woman nominated. Hopefully by the time I'm nominated, I'm not actually, hopefully yeah, there's a lot hopefully more, there's women. a lot more women nominated, Ho- yeah. but and hopefully, I see what you mean. More, hopefully a lot more women win that best director Oscar. Only one is one and hopefully a lot more win. Um, but that's one of my new fucking goals in life. I, if I don't get best actress, I'll take best director. There you go. <laughs> That's but I awesome. do, I, I do want best screenplay though. I do want that uh, more than anything. <laughs> but um, I always tell people like, if you're a writer, um, you should definitely figure out a way to have your words read aloud because it's one of the best experiences of my life. And just seeing this whole thing I've had in my head, I think that's also why I like directing it too. Seeing it come to life um, was really special and it meant a lot. So yeah, um, I can't wait for you guys. It's gonna be a while till you see anything, but I mean. We haven't even got through color grading and it already just looks amazing. Like, it, like, like I was watching it and I was like, I feel like I'm watching a film. Like this is so weird. And I was like, weird. you are. You are Like though. it's so weird. <laughs> but oh my God, it, the best three days of my life and I'm sad it's over. Um, that's why I want to do TV because then it's never technically over. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I've, I've just, that was, I have not felt that happy in a very long time. So yeah. Yeah. 
That's been. I'm so excited. We both have been like doing big things. I know you helped me with a photo shoot today for your EP. So excited! Like we 2021. I'm not gonna say it. No, don't say it. Not gonna say it because we did it last year and then look what happened to us. Um, But but we created the things that we wanted to uh, complete in 2020. Yes. So we didn't waste time. No. Like I literally like first month of the year, I've already made a fucking short film. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know. You you're you've already moved you're moved in with your boyfriend? I moved in. I had a photo shoot. My final mix of my song should be here in the next little bit. Like we've made moves for sure. Yes. So. yes. I already feel so much more accomplished versus twenty twenty. Yeah. Twenty twenty went downhill real fast. Like I know I graduated, but like damn. Like I feel a lot much more yeah. accomplished. It feels like Time is actually moving forward, yeah. whereas time stopped last year. So, and I know both of us could probably talk more in depth about both of our like adventures that we're doing in our careers, like you with your music, me and my film. So, if you guys are like, ever interested in like bonus episodes with this kind of stuff, like let us know. We're happy to do that, whether it's for the Facebook community, for Patreon, or for just like our main like feed, like a random Wednesday or something like that. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool if we did. Um, because I know that some of you guys are also creatives and would love to know more information about that. So we're happy to talk about ourselves for like another. <laughs> like, you know, I'd love to do a Q&A like live together yes. on Instagram or a yes. TikTok or somewhere. Like that would be so fun. Yeah. So we should we should do that too. Yeah. And you guys can send in questions. <laughs> so what is your captivation of the week? I'll go first. I know what mine is. My mother bought me a Keurig. Oh my, you never had a Keurig? Okay, so we had a Keurig at our house, but this Keurig is special because it has a button for iced coffee. So I don't know what that button does. <laughs> does um, it put ice in no, the no, 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 no. I don't know if it like, um, what's the word? It's not steep because that's tea. Um makes it more strong so that when you put it over ice, cause like, okay, Which a lot of time, know. a lot of times I'll use a Keurig, make hot coffee, let it cool for a bit, put it over ice and it turns all watery. Mm-hmm. So I literally feel like I'm drinking nasty ass water beans, water coffee beans. It's mm-hmm. disgusting. Mm. So this one, I don't know what it does. I'm hoping it makes it a little bit stronger. So then when you put it over coffee, it's not as watered down tasting, but I am really hoping that this is going to save me money. If anybody has any recommendations on K cups, let a girl know, or like syrups, let a girl know. Yes, I'm very excited. Keurigs all the way. <laughs> I had to get I had to get my boyfriend um, hot chocolate K-cups because he doesn't drink coffee and I wanted him to feel included. <laughs> Do they have chai latte ones? Uh, lattes are espresso, I believe. I don't know. Yeah. so Chai I, latte ones, like chai tea. Chai tea? Like the ones I drink. That's a chai latte. Yeah, that's what I just said. You said chai tea. I said chai tea lattes. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I literally said chai lattes. And you said that's espresso. And I'm, I'm like, pretty sh- I know, but like, so an espresso drink is a shot versus coffee, which is coffee grounds. So like the white mocha that I get at Starbucks is a, yeah. an espresso shot. It's yeah. not coffee. So you would need an espresso or like an espresso machine to make that, to make a latte. But chai lattes has no espresso in it. Are you sure? Yes, it's what I drink, Hannah. It's just chai tea and milk. Yes, a dirty chai has coffee in it. Okay. That's why I drink it, because it has no coffee in it. Okay. That's weird. It's just chai tea, which is black tea, spices, and milk. That's what a chai latte is. Latte just means milk. Oh my God, I feel stupid. I thought it was coffee. No, it's just tea. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Did you think I was out here drinking coffee? Bitch, I thought you was drinking coffee. I haven't been drinking coffee. 
That's why Chelsea's like, you just discovered Chai? Yeah, there's no... I w- okay, no, but this... Okay, this this speaks to how dumb I actually am. I'm probably going to keep half of this in because I, like, genuinely... Here's the thing. I was I was so confused because I was hearing people call it chai latte and then chai tea latte. It's the same thing. I thought they were two separate things no. because a vanilla latte has coffee. Coffee? 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 Do you remember when that was a thing? Oh, my God. Wow. So I just learned something new that I think I should have known. <laughs> yeah, you realize when they make it at Starbucks, it's the chai teas are, it's concentrated. So they've already made it and they put it in a container and just pump it out. And they my put milk in it. My mind is literally blown. It's just black tea with certain spices in it. Yeah. It was still really good. Yeah. Anyways, I love my Keurig. I would love to get an espresso. So that I can make an iced white chocolate mocha, not a chai latte, because you don't need espresso to make a chai latte. However, you could add an espresso shot, and that would be banging. Yeah, that's a dirty chai. I would like to have a dirty chai. A dirty chai is chai tea, milk, and... Espresso. Yes. <gasps> I'm going to get that next time. Yes. It'll probably be like $12. <laughs> I'll have like a fuck ton of caffeine. I'll get like a tall. <laughs> like 200 Anyways, oh enough about my Keurig coffee experience. Obviously, I don't know anything. I feel so dumb. Okay, please don't judge me in the comments. Thank you. If you felt Y'all the same think, thing, no, let honey, me know. You guys, you guys, you think that she's putting on an act. This is, this is who she actually is. And I'm also drinking wine, so because but I can no, do that in my mine home. Mine is the wine. Like this is how oh, actually, are I feel like no one but you has truly seen my hundred percent weird self. Like I keep thinking about back to this one time that we were in Wilmington and we were staying at your friend's boyfriend's townhome in their guest room, and yes. we started. I started dancing before we were going to the bar in the, and it was to like High School Musical or some shit. And you Probably. were like, you were like. Has your boyfriend seen this? And I'm like, no, nobody's like, seen this side of me. That and then like I just remember like us in Charleston and you just like laying there and me and Sam like banana pudding, like the weird- banana pudding. <laughs> I have so many videos. You have of- such dirt on me. Oh it's god, not even funny. it's gold. That oh. was gold. This moment right here that we just experienced was gold. Anyways, my captivation this week. <laughs> I should make it chai latte. <laughs> You should tell him. Tell him what your order is now. Now that I've tried it and thought it was coffee, and I was sitting there like, "Oh, this coffee's so good." I don't it's not coffee. I don't. I love tea, so like that makes sense. Yeah, and I love like like cinnamony chai. Yeah, d- chai. <laughs> I'm done. Just, I'm gonna take the wine away from you. I've had like three sips. It's getting hot. <laughs> I don't like hot wine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, this wasn't going to be my captivation, but at this point, I feel like it has to be. <laughs> Give um, us the order. Give us I, the yeah, beats. So, like, I don't like coffee, which is why I started drinking chai lattes. <laughs> okay. This bitch texts me and says, I got coffee. <laughs> and then says chai latte. And I was like, wow, I can't believe she got I, I, I said I found something at Starbucks that I like. That's what I said. And I said it was a chai latte. Okay. You you probably did. Yes, that's what I said. I probably just exaggerated the truth. <laughs> um, but no, I had never had chai before. Um, I had other hot teas, but I just they're all like chamomile and like something that was like you know soothing. I was like, mm, no, not for me. It's, it doesn't have enough caffeine, like for what I would want coffee to do. But I hate the taste of coffee, so I tried a chai latte iced at Starbucks, and now that's like my go-to order. Um, and if I'm getting a grande, I will do 
I'm a basic bitch. Like, let's be real. I get two shots of vanilla and um, vanilla sweet cream cold foam and then cinnamon powder on top of it um, with oat milk and light ice because a bitch hates ice. You and my Um, boyfriend don't like the ice. I like ice. But I don't like how much Starbucks puts in it because then it's less of the actual, like, liquids. And then it gets watered down. So I ask for extra ice. I ask, why? Because I don't like the amount they put in because it waters down. I need more ice so it stays colder for longer. Bitch, just put it in the fridge. (laughs) No. (laughs) I would like to enjoy it at all times of the day. Oh, my God. And sometimes they put it in a bigger cup so they can put more ice. No. See, yeah, I do. I do get light ice in my chai lattes now. I get light ice in my drinks, my alcohol beverages. You are literally my boyfriend. He'll be like, you get more soda. You get more this. Yeah, you do. I mean, not really. At uh, bars, you don't get more alcohol. You get more of the mixer, which is fine with me because I'm a weakling. Um... And I can't do a shit ton of uh, whiskey. Wow. So I there miss, you go. I miss bars, I must say. Mm-hmm. I miss going out. Yep. We would all you do. ever think I would say that? Yes. Uh, no, that's a lie. No, no. no, no. I never would have thought Mm-mm. that because I'm you were the bails. Yes, you would never go out with me. I think you've gone out with me a handful of times. That's usually only when we're on vacation. And that's because you have no other choice but to be with me. But it's fun. Yeah. All right. Enough about us. Uh, let's do our housekeeping because we have a good episode coming up. Um, so follow us on the Instagram at Hannah Nicole Adams at Emily Elise. You should know how to spell it by now. If you don't, sorry. Podcast at the Gals Guide Pod. Yes, I always want to say dot com. Also, make sure you are in our secret Facebook group, bitches. We might be doing a live stream. We should for Galentine's. Yes, for the Gal Scouts. You want to see that? You might want to join it. It's completely free and it's on Facebook, so you and your mama can both join. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Follow us on TikTok. Link in the show notes. Yeah, I don't know. And then subscribe, rate, and review us. Please give us five stars. It really does help us out, you guys. And leave us a little note. And you might get um, a little note back. Ooh, we do a notes back. Okay. In this week's episode, we are talking about unrealistic expectations you bring into relationships. So I feel like a lot of people do this. They, I never want to say that you have high standards or your high maintenance when it comes to relationships because I'm sure you are like a 10 out of 10 and like you deserve honestly to have those high standards because um, men are trash and like <laughs> they, they need to stop getting away with doing the bare minimum, honestly. Um, and so that's why I always kind of say like bring your A game have whatever standards you want to have but i feel like a lot of people sometimes can walk into a relationship with unrealistic expectations whether that's you know they're bringing trauma and baggage from their past relationship and that they expect their new boyfriend or girlfriend to be perfect and fulfill all their needs and everything like that so i kind of i thought we could talk about that this week especially coming into valentine's day um in the month of love yes 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 so i feel like there's a lot of like common ones that a lot of people have i know that i've dated guys before who were very um controlling the polite way i can say it um i guess where i am aware that i am a very attractive woman and that i have male friends who also are attracted to me but we are also all adults who can control that attraction and i've dated guys before who just were unsettled by the fact that i had so many guy friends and they really wanted to limit that in a way and i kind of would go into relationships being like you know if you're going to tell me who i can and can't be friends with this is not going to work out like you do not own me um even if i was your wife you still cannot tell me who i can and can't be friends with in that way um because what it comes down to is just trust. And I think that's where a lot of these expectations that come from is a lack of trust in a relationship or a lack of self-respect um, or mutual respect, codependency tendencies. They can vary in that nature. Um, 
And that's something that I, an example of something that I've dealt with before. And I know that's probably a common one that a lot of people have dealt with. Um, what about you though? I feel like for me, it was expectations that I brought in. Like, I don't really necessarily know if other people that are like the people that I've dated in the past have had high expectations of me or like unrealistic expectations Mm -hmm. of me. The only thing I can think of would be my ex, like everyone that he dated prior to me cheated on him. So Mm -hmm. he had this expectation of like me being obviously not cheating on him, but also like not being friends with a ton of guys. I don't really have a lot of guy friends anyways, just Mm -hmm. from mainly that was in high school and I just kind of like didn't have that. But when him and I broke up, I started hanging out with two really good guy friends who were in another acapella group. I did acapella in um, college. Of course you did. Um, Yes, I was a Bard and Bella. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) I was an ear candy. Go app. Definitely Britney Snow's character. Oh, 100%. I like how I was like, you know, always on it. I was the music director at one point and the president. Um, Yes. Okay. um, All right. Humble brag. Do a hair flip real quick. But anyway, so I started hanging out with him a lot and like posted them on social media and we weren't even together at that time, but he like was like freaking out. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was like this expectation of like, he was the only guy I could like give attention to, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think for me though, I, I would, was always the one who would go into relationships with these unrealistic expectations. Mm, Do tell. Because of prior things that happened. Yeah. So like I would, honestly, it would be like me bringing my trauma into the next Mm -hmm. relationship and being like, okay, so you're, I don't want you to do this. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do this. Something I can think of would be like, like talking to an ex. So my ex talked to his exes, um, or they would like message him and he would respond and do all of this. So like that really bothers me. And so now I know that that's not necessarily a deal breaker, I guess, um, depending on the situation, but also like, like you said, it boils down to trust. Like, do I actually trust the person? Um, another unrealistic expectation I feel like I brought into was like, they had to be on the same level as me as far as like career education, like how I, how I see my future as far as like what kind of house I want or like where I want to live Mm -hmm. or like the kind of like um, more, I guess, materialistic things, mm-hmm. uh, which is not ha- who I am now, but it was who I was at the beginning of so college. Like, back then, you probably viewed that as like a standard for you to have. Yeah, like, like they now. needed to they needed to have a college degree. They needed to, um, you know, have aspirations as far as a career. Like, I needed to see that they wanted to like have a house and a family, yeah. like all of those things. And so, I focused a lot on that and I actually like pushed someone to go to college who may or may not have wanted to actually go to college. Um, so that was kind of like a wake up call for me Yeah, was that not everybody that I'm going to date has the exact same goals and or paths. Mm. But, and I think that's where I kind of had to like find someone who was, I think like it also like, I don't want to say like, it's probably, it's wrong for like, if you like you, if that is like what you are attracted to and like what you want, then fine whatever i've never this never been something that's mattered to me like education wise because both you know one of my parents went to college um but i know that there's some women out there that they will not date anybody who um if they have a master's degree they don't want their spouse to like be like i don't want to say beneath them yeah like yeah they want their spouse to have the same education level as they do and i can understand that i can understand what comes from that um and that you feel like you're like intellectually like on the same level or something whatever it may be Mm -hmm. i understand if someone does that but i also feel like you're shutting out like a lot a huge like 
group of people like when you do that. So you have to really understand like if it's, is it a really like a standard that you want to have? Is it a standard that was forced upon you kind of thing? Because yeah. um, I know so is many... Is it realistic? Yeah, because yeah, I know so many people who didn't go to college and have built a career for themselves Absolutely. from the ground up and are incredibly successful. Yeah. And like, and, and it's I, not my even... Mother, yeah, like, my it's mother not even really about the success piece for like... And, I, and now that I look back on it, I'm like, ooh, that was kind of like shallow of me. And like, I've like... Uh, opened my eyes to like all of the different kinds of people that are in the world. And, yeah. and so I think for me, it just took growth and like getting out of and redefining what success yeah, looks yeah, to you. Yeah. Cause, cause you know, I grew up seeing success as like starting in a, like a starter job and working your way up really yeah. high in a company yeah. and, or, you know, working at the same location for years and years and years and just like doing all of these things. And so that's kind of like what I saw around me. So mm-hmm. it's hard for me to picture anything else. Yeah. Um, like me, me, like going into college, like for me to like go into music as a like as a major. choice of education yeah. major, like I wanted to do it. Obviously, it didn't work out for whatever reason. Um, doesn't matter. But like that was weird for me, and mm-hmm. I was like, how? Like I'm not going to make. Literally, I was like, I'm not going to make any money doing this. Mm-hmm. That's exactly like the thought process that and that's I had. What, that's where you grew up thinking success was and everything. Yeah, like that. yeah, like getting yeah. a nine to five job, having a family. Yeah. Um, and, that's, like, and that's totally fine. Yeah. Like, no, it's that's, just, some, that's how some people. But it's success. just like as I grew and as I like got out of that relationship where I. F- feel like I don't I don't necessarily feel like I forced I just kind of nudged (laughs) um just like nudged a little Mm -hmm. bit but after getting out of that and kind of seeing like oh like that's really unrealistic for me to think that someone's gonna be exactly like how I am or like what I what I'm picturing in my head so so that was that for me that's the biggest one and I feel like I've grown a lot in that area and I'm a lot more open to things and like sometimes I'm like why did I go to college and not like move to LA and like do music you know I don't want (laughs) to say that like my friendship has had a huge influence on you but I think that's helped because like with me the people I surround myself with now too yeah I think with me like that getting money and like having a stability like in like your career or whatever has never been what has defined success for me um because I grew up with parents who were both like they worked nine to five jobs but their main passion in life was in the creative arts yeah um and so and they pushed me to do that because they knew that's what made me happy so like for me like it was I will be I am successful when I know that I am entertaining people. Mm-hmm. That's what I define success as when I whenever I'm entertaining, whenever I feel like I'm in my element um and I'm chasing after like what my dreams are. For me, working nine to five jobs sounds like hell. <laughs> yeah. Um I would much rather work a 12 hour shoot day like from 1 a.m. to from 1 p.m. to 1 a.m. um on a set like working as a PA, which is the lowest job you can have on a film set because you're literally someone's bitch, like just getting them coffee and everything like that, running errands or guarding a door, sitting around doing fucking nothing. I would rather do that for 12 hours a day than to go work at like an eight hour shift, like in an office. Uh, that sounds like absolute torture to me. And I'd want to stab my eyes out. <laughs> like it literally, that is unsuccessful to me, which is like the complete opposite. Complete opposite of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But I think like having someone like me in your life has definitely helped you with that. Your current boyfriend's helped you with that. Like a lot of people, I think like just who you surround yourself with, I think is what makes you realize like what your expectations like and your quote unquote standards are, like if they are unrealistic or not. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and just learning that like everyone's version of success is different, yeah. you know? So yeah. Like for me, like one of my unrealistic expectations that I would bring into relationships and it took me meeting people who didn't meet this expectation to change how I viewed it in a way. For me, I used to view, um, 
like you would have to text me every single day. Mm, um, yeah, that was a big one for you a yeah. while ago. And I would never communicate it at first. And like now I'm to the point where I'm like, I don't see the value in texting someone I'm dating every single day. You're going to fu- one, that's how you grow attached to somebody. That's how like you develop feelings when you're texting someone every single day. And then when you suddenly stop that, it's going to hurt. And I now realize I don't want to talk to somebody I'm dating every single day because I don't fucking care if you hate a salad for lunch. Like I really don't. Um, and yeah. it just gets meaningless to the point. We, we, you run out of things to talk about other than like, like for me and my boyfriend, it's occasionally like, Hey, hope you're having a good day. I love you. Yeah. But like, we don't talk to each other all day, yeah. every single day. I mean, yeah. we might, now that we're like together, it's probably like we barely text now because yeah. we're like, we don't need to. And also like from when we first started dating to now, like we don't do the small talk. Yeah. Because yeah. you want to save the small talk for when you're in person. Yeah. But yeah. like everyone is so easily accessible now that you yeah. feel like if you're not texting, then something's yep. wrong or like yep. they're mad at you or something's off mm-hmm. or like they're going to break up with you the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if anything, I just want you to say hi to me at least. Yeah. Like, every day. like hey, hope you have a good day. And then like good night. Those yeah. are the two that I like really, I mean, I would love if you wanted to tell me like something like cool that happened in the day if we weren't going to yeah. like talk on the phone. But I pr- almost would rather prefer you call me yes. and have a 20 minute conversation about your day than... The whole chit chat, like, what are you doing? Nothing. Yeah. LOL. And I think the unrealistic expectation came from me is that I thought that they would just know to do that. Mm. They would just no, know. They can to- read your mind. Yeah. No, no one can. I thought they would just like know that I would want them to talk to me every single day. Um, but I've learned that um, I need to actually communicate my wants and my needs. Because um, like for me, words of affirmation is so big and everything. And I realized that I do have codependency issues that I am working through to get to a more secure attachment. Um, and... By doing that, like, I thought, like, if you text me every day, then I would know that you don't hate me because that's what I would associate it with. Like, not texting me because I was in a mutually abusive relationship where I was given the silent treatment. And that was what fucked me over, I think, a lot of the time was just that I thought if you're not talking to me, that means you hate me and you're mad at me. Or you're not you thinking about me don't like or me, don't like me. Yeah. Whatever it may be. And it's just like, no, I need you to hit the bitch in the face with some truth. Like, I need you to, like, <laughs> put a fucking post note on your forehead saying, I like you. Don't worry. Like, write it on the mirror. Just I do like day. you. Honestly, just text me every day saying, I like you. And I'll be fucking happy. Like, that's all you gotta say. You're gonna get to a point one day where, like, you're with somebody who you feel so secure with that you're, do- you're not gonna need that anymore. And it's gonna be the best feeling in the whole entire I world. cannot fucking wait. It took, <laughs> I mean, you can ask my boyfriend. Like, it took me a while of dating him for him to be, like, for me to, like, really know that he, like, actually loves me. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I can't wait to the point where I look at, like, the guy I'm dating. I'm like, hey. And he just says, don't worry. I still love you. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Like, that's all good. I want. That's all I want. <laughs> I did I did the whole, like, do you still love me? Or you hate me, don't you? Like, oh, I was that girl. I would slap you. Oh, well, so you know. But at the same time, like. That's my what? Like, my Scorpio or something? Yeah, that's your Scorpio I moon. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but, um, but, like. This, that's the irony part is that like I would get annoyed if someone did that with me. But like, <laughs> I kind of like feel the same way. Like, and I don't know if that's just us being like fire signs and like want everything to be about us. Well, I think not that. It's just like, you know, we are so assured of our feelings. Yeah. It's just like, how could you question that? Like how I feel about you? Like well, I thought it's obvious. Well, yeah. And it kind of makes me feel like, oh shit. Like, like, am I not doing enough? Like I've been exactly. like, like, I can't believe you think that I don't love you after I do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, they probably think the exact same thing every time I question exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so. But men are also simple creatures. Um, and 
Are they though? <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm beginning to like, I'm beginning to think they're not. I think that and they, they just put on a great little mask, a whole I, face mask, I, not the ones across the nose and the mouth. Like a whole mask. <laughs> I feel like I have to differentiate. I just now. don't think there's much going on up there. Sometimes I think that's what I or mean. Or there's so much they can't even. No, I don't think there's a lot. I think there's a monkey up there like playing the symbols sometimes. <laughs> just like they like occasionally it'll get twisted to start. <laughs> yes, yes. I think that's what's going on in ninety nine percent of men's heads. Wow. Here, here you guys, you heard it here first. There's monkeys in the men's head and they're playing the symbols. Yep. So I thought we could go through like some examples of like popular unrealistic expectations that um because these are now granted this, this is our opinion but and i feel like we've seen some of these we've done or some we, of these or we've done some of these or we've they've seen been done to us or you know but um these are things that we think that we probably view as unrealistic expectations if you feel like you do any of these if you feel like you're calling you out a little bit if you feel offended in any wall maybe fix it <laughs> i mean just like Take a look at yourself. You know, it's fine. But I think one big thing, and this is not something that I've ever had an issue with. I think I did at first, but then I realized that I value the smaller things in relationships. And it's that your partner will always be romantic. Um, now, I will say in the beginning, like, bitch. Give me all the romance. You still got to win me over. Like, you don't have me yet. Don't get cocky thinking that you own me. <laughs> like, bitch, I'm a Leo. Like, you got to... Uh, if you impress, you have to pet this mane in order to get me to do anything with you. Like, I mean, it's going to take some, um, caressing some, uh, I don't know. Caressing. I'm trying to think of like how you pet like a cat. Pet a, pet a lion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking lion. Um, you run. <laughs> <laughs> don't run for me. I will chase you. <laughs> like a little tail action. But like, you Cats know, love that. you got to pet me down a little bit before yeah. like, we can go anywhere. Give me some catnip. Exactly. You got my purr going on. Anyways, sorry for all the cat references. I'm sorry. I'm not a cat owner. Anyways. <laughs> I'm allergic to cats. But, Slightly. <laughs> I'm deadly. Anyways. <laughs> but like, yeah, in the beginning stages, yes, be romantic. If you want to get me, you got to attract me. You got to do some stuff like that. You got to peacock it all out. <laughs> all I can think about is Katy Perry. I want to see your peacock. Yeah, that's a W and Anyways. I know it is. <laughs> stupid but when i was like in the eighth grade i didn't know we were in high school when that song were we came really? yeah it's because it was my senior year oh well then i definitely knew i think i just didn't want like i wanted to act like you i didn't still know innocent. i was you very still, innocent yes. in high school anyways anyways uh, but like if we're talking like six months a year like into this like it's not gonna always be like rose colored glasses beautiful it's not gonna always be rose petals and bubble baths and things like that every now and then great and i think you should always continue to date your partner never stop dating your partner do not assume that you have them even though it's been like two months in i've never we're two years like you gotta keep the dates that's you gotta keep the dates like going yeah still like woo them still like try to attract them and have these dates and everything but i think also learn to appreciate the little things like whether that is things that are tuned to your love language that they're doing or just little intimate moments that you guys have together, I think are really great. And making an effort to do them more, I think, like whether that's like taking a shower together, cooking breakfast for the other person in bed, um, just laying on the couch watching a movie together and having that quality time, um, doing the dishes for them, um, 
just going to Trader Joe's when you're going to get groceries and buying them a bouquet of flowers just because you were thinking of them. Little things like that are how you can continue that romance. And those are how you can enjoy those things. They're not always going to be these big grand gestures, but it's those little moments that I think I love more now than I do the big grand gestures. Um, Because... I guess I always just think that there's ulterior motives with the grand gestures, unless it's like, like it's the beginning of a relationship. I know you're trying to woo me. I know you're trying to get me and everything like that. But like later on, like if it's all the time, it's not going to mean as much um, when you're doing them so frequently. Well, and I feel like they don't have to work as hard because you can ride that high of like this big grand gesture for a really yeah. long time. Yeah. And then like it, it, they can just, it can just be like more sporadic. Yeah. Whereas like the little ones like are like things that, are like in your day to day and your daily routine and, and they make your day. Yeah. And they make you feel like special. Yeah. Um, and like other areas of your life that you wouldn't necessarily. Yeah. I think one that we kind of touched on was just like, they're always going to know what you're thinking. If it's, if you're dating a straight man, no, I don't even know what you're thinking half the time, you know, like as well, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes we can like, sometimes much you can just like, get on the same, you know, yeah, fuck I'm thinking of, yeah. But so, like, especially if you're, if you are a straight and a straight man, no. No, you just got to tell them, communicate, just, just tell them. them. Literally, you're going to have to just spell it out for them, honestly. Um, they're never going to pick up on your clues. You think like, I've, I've signed him up for like all the Zales and like Jared's emails. <laughs> like he gets the Tiffany and Company newsletter. I literally will sit around his phone and just say engagement rings, engagement rings, engagement rings. His sister knows, his mom knows. I've left like my my side my the ring size like laying on like the dresser. I don't get why he's not proposing to me. Um because you probably haven't communicated it. Like, um, hey, like, hey, like have a conversation about the fact that you like would like to take that next step. I would like to be um Mrs. So and so. I would like to be your fiance. Yo. And then your wife. You hey. trying to wipe this up or not, bruh? <laughs> Like, do you want a wifey you, or not? You, tr- you hold up because if not, you hold up the motherfucking line, bitch. Because if it's a no, I about to yeet out of this. I'm not getting any younger, my dude. My uterus is drying up. We gotta do something. I just would like kids by the age of forty. Thank you. And next, so yeah, just spell it out for them. If you have refrigerator magnets, Post do it notes. that way. Post-it notes, but like sweet ones. Actually, don't be passive aggressive. Don't do the post-its. Yeah, spell it out with some letters. But like spell it out like nicely. Get a fucking, don't even get a skywriter. Like that's too vague. Literally just like, if you, I don't don't care if you think signing him up for Tiffany Company newsletters, he might think that's spam. He doesn't know who Tiffany is. He's going to be like, oh fuck, she don't think I'm cheating. And then like delete it. (laughs) (laughs) Who's this Tiffany? (laughs) Who the fuck is Tiffany, Jared? Diamonds. So yeah, I think another one is you, like we said, you expect them not to have friends of the opposite sex and that's something we've both dealt with. And I honestly prefer when a guy I'm dating has friends that are women because it makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. Like when I go to meet all his friends and there's other girls there and I'm like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Like I hate being surrounded by men. Like please give me a woman to bond with. And I want, that's the, that's the one girl I know who's going to love me. I'm going to win that bitch over. Yeah. I know she's going to be obsessed with me. Yeah. Now I will say I am not always a fan if they have, if they like have a female best friend. And that's just because of my trauma that I've entrusted. In insecurity in that, yeah. yeah. Like I, ha- like any guy I've dated that's had a female best friend, they usually break up and then they go to her, and it's just like that is a pattern in your, uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I always like struggle with that, but I'm getting better with it. Um, I think it's like once I get to know that girl, 
it's a little bit better. But and I can usually tell by people's vibes. But I will say the doctor had a ton of female friends, and I loved each and every one of them. Two of them had my name as well, too. We were, we we're going to make a whole coven of Emily's. Um, and I loved them. And it was such a great comforting experience. It was really nice um, to be able to have that chance to bond with them and not feel like I was stuck with a bunch of guys that I like don't like and they don't, I don't, I don't just really bond with them. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of like being a little bit more open-minded about it, especially if you don't have anything to worry about. Like yeah. if it's not like an ex yeah. who's still a friend, that's a little bit different, but just like being more open-minded, giving those people a chance. Yeah. So just being open-minded. Um, I think one that I am really bad about okay. is always expecting my partner to be the one who plans date night. Oh, bitch, I've never expected that. <laughs> well, here's the thing is like, I am such a nine <laughs> that like, I don't want to make decisions. I'm really, really bad about like... That's that Libra rising right there. I am really bad about making decisions. So like for me to plan, like, I, I mean, I'll plan, like I planned like a birthday thing for him and like, I'll do those kind of things, but like yeah. an actual like weekly date night... Like, I got to start being better about that because it's not all on them. Like, that's not fair. Yeah. Um, I think it's good when it's an even thing because if yeah. it's just one person. Like, for me, if it was just me planning date night, I would feel like they don't want to do it. And I would I would feel mm-hmm. would not feel appreciated. Yeah. And I have to think about, about my partner. Like, if they were the only ones planning date night, would they think that I actually want to do it? Unless they were, like, I'm already an assertive person. I'm an eight. Like, I have no problem whatsoever being the one to take charge of that and everything like that. Um, but I know after a while, I feel like I'm going to feel unappreciated. Like they don't want to probably have date night with me. And so when you had that even balance, you both feel wanted in a way and you both feel desired. And I think that's great. So you just alternate back and forth between that. Yeah. And just, I guess, changing your expectations of what date night looks like. I've seen a lot of couples who got married. And one of the things that they had at their reception was like a card. And it was like, uh, write a date night idea yeah. and then they put it all in a jar and then they like one time a week like my best friend and her husband did this you pull it out and there's a date like idea mm-hmm. and I just think that's really cute like even if you and your partner like sit down and come up with like yeah. 20 or so things and just put them in a jar so then those nights that you don't know what to do like one of you can go pull it in and then plan literally, it from there literally if you want a simple date night order pizza put on a movie and then play a board game yeah yeah That's like have so, a picnic so in your house or yeah. never i just i just try to always think of it as never stop trying to get to know your partner like, because you're never going to fully know them yeah and yeah. so it's always fun i think to get to know them and yeah. like find out different things about them like we did something one night where we literally sat and like pulled out all my records and just like listened to Aww. like different ones and like pulled out which ones and it was just fun like and then we ended up getting on like other music this was like when we first started dating yeah. again my favorite like dating date night thing especially in the beginning is again ordering pizza or cooking dinner at home and then playing we're not really strangers yes that um, game is so good we have a whole episode where we played that game uh but i highly recommend checking it out but i love that game and i think it's a great way to get to know someone yeah definitely i think another expectation that everyone's kind of dealt with is you expect your partner to spend all of their free time with you especially if your love language is quality time it's Hannah shaking her head like, yeah, I know this bitch. Yeah, that this was me in my last relationship, I yeah. think. I don't feel like this has ever been me Mm-mm. just because... You're not even like that in friendships. No, bitch. I'm an only child. I She's want like, I'll see time. you next week. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm an only child. I've been alone my entire life. Yeah. I value my independence 
so much. So that's why I've been single for so long because yeah. I refuse to give up a lot of my independence. And it's not that I have a free of commitment. It's, I'm not a free of commitment whatsoever. You just whatsoever. grew up having to be independent yeah. as and far so, as like, fr- like friends yeah. and doing all that kind of stuff. And so the idea of having to... So I also like... I'm so cautious getting in relationships and taking them so seriously. It's because um, I don't... like I really want to be able to make sure who I have to rely on for the rest of my life is someone that I can rely on because I had to check in with you for the rest of my life about every decision I make and that terrifies me because I've never had to do that. And yeah. I I just I'm so used to doing everything alone that someone else would want to do things with me. I'm like, oh wow. Like no, I'm like I, I can go to Target by myself. I don't you don't need to come with me. And if someone wanted to spend like all their free time with me that I had, I would be overwhelmed. And I would feel probably suffocated a little bit because I, I like going to Target by myself. <laughs> like, I do too, because I don't feel rushed and I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I, if I want to go to Starbucks after I can, if I want to continue oh long God, shopping, I love, like I can. I love being alone. Like sometimes I do too. Like I, do, I, love, I thrive on it. Like I'm, this morning mm-hmm. I went to get my lashes done. I went and got breakfast. Oh my God, so I went fun. to Trader Joe's. I was like, this is a morning. Like, I like, I I love spending time with my friends. I'm such an extrovert. I love being with friends. That's where I get my energy from. But I also just love days where I'm alone and I accomplish so much. Like, oh my God, I just, I feel like I'm thriving. I feel so productive. And so if I was with somebody who expected me to spend all my free time with them, I'm never going to be able to meet that standard, honey. Like it's never going to happen. I'm going to disappoint you very quickly. And I know I can be needy sometimes, like I say in the beginning, but like, if I, I can never spend every day with you. Like, I'm like, okay, I got to get out of here. Like, I'm never that bitch that wants to spend the night and then stay with you all day the next day. Like, I got things I got to do. Like, I, I'm flattered. You love me. You want to spend all your time with me. But uh, no, I need to like go home and take a nap by myself or something. Just like recollect and like be alone. And I think when you finally get to that point where you could are happy alone, you'll no longer expect your partner to want to spend all their free time with you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I 100% agree. Yeah. I think another unrealistic expectation that people have is that their partner is going to fill every single void in their life, like at all times. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's something I have struggled with. Like I have this, this fear of like, like someone's going to wake up and not love me the next day or like Mm -hmm. they're going to leave or, you know, I need someone who's going to, you know, put me first or, Mm -hmm. you know, do X, Y, and Z and like all of these little tiny voids in my life. Like I need that person to fill every single one. And that's Mm -hmm. not fair to put that on another human being. Like Mm -hmm. it's really important to work on yourself first and try and find ways to fill those voids in like you and in things that you love to do and Mm -hmm. in, you know, self-care versus like putting that on somebody else because it's just going to end up being like a disaster Yeah, because nobody can do that. Like that's super unrealistic. And that's something that I had to learn kind of the hard way. And so it's for me, I'm just like, Oh, (laughs) oops. Like I didn't really, I don't even think I realized I was doing it until after. And I had time to like reflect Mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh, I was expecting a lot of this person. I think it's also like just expecting that you'll feel complete Mm-hmm. When you're in a relationship and you never, that will never happen. You, I think it's best when you feel whole on your own and then getting a relationship just means having somebody along for that ride. Like you can, you're fine taking this journey alone yeah. and being taking this ride. I mean, no one's ever going to say like, 
you're not going to miss companionship. Obviously, everybody likes that. We're human beings. We're always going to crave a companion. But when you're so happy on your own, and then just having a partner is just like an added bonus to it, just someone to enjoy the ride with, so you're not like on this roller coaster like alone. Like you're still going to enjoy the. I'm still going to enjoy a roller coaster by myself. It's just nice to have somebody else to scream with me. Yeah, <laughs> it's like sharing the experience. Exactly. That's when you will be more content, I think, in your relationships because. A person's never going to make you whole and there's never going to feel that like, spot like in your, like that hole in your chest. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think another one, and I hear, I've had a lot of friends who've been in relationships and they brag about this and it, I'm always like, that's a fucking red flag. It's when you think you'll never have an argument or you've never had an argument or a disagreement. I have had friends before who were in relationships. They're like, yeah, like we've never, we've never fought. I'm like, that's not good because someone's swallowing their thoughts there's no way you fucking agree on everything yeah like we do not agree on everything no i've never met a person who does agree i would worry if i met somebody who agreed with every little thing i thought because i'm fucking opinionated yeah, <laughs> yeah you are <laughs> That's it's, a, it's like you're like it's part of who you are yeah it's fine um you expect it out of me now <laughs> you're a nine we understand <laughs> i know going from like high school emily to you emily now is like whoa it's a great you time. grew into yourself i know like, I just became, for sure i became, you became more, more confident that's yeah. what it was yeah. yeah yeah and i just stopped caring what other people thought yeah and just was like if you don't like my opinion then then fine bye bye like yeah i, I don't care yeah um i agree having a partner who shares similar values and morals to you is important that is what i look for i will not date somebody who does not share similar values to me and certain things that matter to me like in social issues political issues yada 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 however if I cannot have a banter with you about a certain thing and we disagree and we can go into a farther discussion about it and you're just like, yeah, 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 totally. I agree with you. Everything like that. It's not going to hold the same as for somebody who's going to challenge me and certain opinions and thoughts. And we can have that um, argument in a healthy manner. And I'm not saying you had to sit there and have fights with your like partner all the time or anything like that, but having open and honest communication where you can have disagreements and you can talk about things and you can see effective change in the other person is what matters. Yeah. Something, something my boyfriend and I have like recently been talking about because like we don't fight a lot, but we do have disagreements on like certain things. And you'll probably have a lot more since you're now living together. Yeah. But with us, it's always been like not me versus him. It's the issue and yes. me and him versus the issue. Yes. Because that's the only way that you're going to be able to make it through and like still be in a healthy relationship and like be able to figure out, okay, like this is this issue. Like how are we going to fit? How are we going to like uh, attack it and like get rid of it? 100%. Because if you, if it's, if it's you versus the person, like no one's ever going to win. You're just going to start to grow apart. Like there, there is yeah. no one's going to win. Someone's going to have to cave someone's or like back down. Someone's going to get their feelings hurt or they're going to like, you know, feel unnoticed or unworthy or, or like whatever. They can't express their opinions anymore and just yeah. like completely stifle all their thoughts. Yeah. So that's something that we've like been talking about a lot. Um, cause I'm, I know what's going to happen. I mean, we've had several disagreements and I mean like people who are married, my parents have been married for like 30 something years or whatever. They fight all the time. Yeah. But they never go to bed. Ang- they that, never go to bed that's, angry. That's our other rule. Don't go to bed angry. They never go to bed angry and just, and I mean, you can go to bed like you can feel your emotions if you're still upset by it that's sure but you need to have some sort of communication before you go to bed and like 
try and find some sort of resolution. Mm-hmm. You may not find a resolution that night, and but at least prideful. acknowledging, yeah, acknowledging like, hey, I know I hurt your feelings and like, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Or, you know, however you decide to go about that, but not being prideful about it and everything. Yeah. And that kind of goes into our other expectation that we have, which is never expecting your partner to apologize first. Even if like, I understand, like if I did nothing wrong, it takes a lot for me to apologize. <laughs> I am really one to like apologize second. I'm really bad about mm-hmm. that. But, but I've, I'm starting to like, I'm starting to, if I say something or if I am like really hot headed and I like say something, I'm starting to like, I get really upset because mm-hmm. I feel guilty and I'm like, I should not have said that. Like I acted out of like my anger and my hot headedness. Yeah. And so I'm starting to be quicker to apologize. Yeah. Um, yeah. And taking accountability for what I've said. Like, I'm sorry if what I said hurt you. Like, that was not my intention. Yes. I just, that at the time, being... could not figure out how to say what I was thinking without, like, a full-on... Yeah. Because I know for me, like, it was in relationships specifically, it was really easy for me to just apologize quickly because um, I was gaslit uh, and <laughs> manipulated into apologizing when I should not have apologized for certain things because it... Um, I didn't need to. I didn't do anything wrong. Um, the person made me think that I did something wrong when I didn't. And so I was always really quick to apologize just because I didn't want it to have discomfort. I didn't want the person to leave me. So I thought, I'll just take all the blame and responsibility for it so then they don't leave me. When really, um, that's what kind of drove our relationship apart was the overcompensating by apologizing someone's feelings. And I will apologize if I hurt someone and like I gave them pain or whatever in a way. Um, but I also don't I'm not quick no I'm not as quick to apologize anymore and because and it's not because I like I'm not sorry for what I did I have to sit there and analyze okay did I actually like do something wrong um or am I just trying to apologize to soothe soothe the um the situation over so we can move on from it and because I don't enjoy this discomfort of someone being upset with me yeah and that's just because I've had trauma (laughs) That's just because of all the trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Great quality guys. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, apologizing is hard. Cause it's like, and we've done a, a lot of time. On it. A lot of times it's just your pride hurts your pride. Yeah. It hurts your pride. So it hurts my pride to yeah. say that I admit that I was wrong. But a lot of times I am wrong. Yeah. So you we know. did a whole episode on it called "Sorry Not Sorry." We did. You should go listen to yeah. it if you're having issues with that, especially yes. women, because it's we say sorry all the time. Yeah, it's very easy, and then we don't always say it when we should. <laughs> yes, and then I think our last expectation is you can convince yourself that you can change them. You cannot. Ba-ba-bum. You can't change a person. No, and thinking that somebody's going to change their religion, their views. Um, like what they want out of life, their who purpose, they are as a person, their career, yeah, for you, just who they, how they function, how they view relationships, how they view like mental health, whatever it may be, for you. Um, as we say on here all the time, because we're probably gonna have to fucking figure out a way to make merchandise out of it. Honestly, um, <laughs> you are not Bob the Builder. You cannot fix them. Um, please stop drinking the dumb bitch juice. Um, you were never going to fix somebody else. Um, the only thing you can fix is yourself, like Ariana Grande's friend said, and um, in my head. <laughs> Literally love that clip. I'm going to need you to do a clip for me okay. for a song. So okay? I'll, you, I'll call you. I'll leave you a voicemail yeah. um, with like some stupid thought, yeah. and then make you put that in the yeah. song. <laughs> I'm here for it. Truly, though, 
uh, it's I've fallen into the trap of thinking that I could change someone. One hundred percent. I've done it. I've tried. Okay, I haven't done it. I've tried to do it. I've done it with almost. Um, try to do it with almost every guy. I've yeah, dated. it doesn't work, and no. sometimes it makes them resent you, and yep. it's not a great feeling. No. So I would highly discourage you from trying to change somebody. Yeah. If a man tells you who he is, believe him. Do not ever think you can change him. Yeah. That's I can't speak. For it's women. like that saying. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You can lead a man to the path that you want them to go on, but they're probably not going to walk that way. You can lead that path. Yeah. yeah. And you can lead them to the fork in the road, and then you have to let them, t- they, you know, you can't make them choose. You know? Yeah. So um, fun. Trust me. If we could change people. Listen, if I could change things, Nick Jonas would be married to me. <laughs> okay? okay, now. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, fine. You can have Nick as long as I can have Harry. That's fine. <laughs> I am definitely a Nick girl. I love um, Harry, but definitely a Nick. Mm, mm, I want that Aquarius man. It's the only Aquarian man I ever want. <laughs> All the other ones can stay the fuck away from me. Don't ever talk to me ever again. But Harry. Mm. And, that's on, and that's on changing things. <laughs> Emily Styles sounds like a great name change. It does. <laughs> so I guess our survival tip for this week is relationships while they are such a huge part of our lives and it's natural that we hold some of the people closest to us to a level of expectations, being careful that you're not trying to hold them to something that's unrealistic that could be damaging to both of y'all's mental health. Yes, I love that. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our secret Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com and our personal social media, which will be linked in the show notes. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help us out. And thanks for tuning in, gals. And we hope you come back for our next journey.